Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. You know the websites: JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you enjoy a determiner, uh, you know that there is uh, Vilmos just fixed the website. As a matter of fact, he just updated the index page, which is the initial page. I didn't know the bio page, which has a bunch of information, including my new Conan O'Brien appearance. Did we all see it? If you didn't, you can go to my website and there's a a giant uh, picture of me looking. I don't know, like somebody's like, like I look. And then uh, you can watch me do stand up comedy on Conan O'Brien jokes that maybe you saw me do live uh, because uh, there, it's not an open mic, people. Don't email me and say, why didn't you do any new material on your first late night show on Conan O'Brien? Uh, cause I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. No one is. I don't know who would be allowed. Uh, Bill, Bill Cosby, possibly. Okay. So Vilmos updated the website, the index, the bio, and the store page. Uh, welcome to a brave new world that involves me charging you $5 more for everything, almost everything, because uh, postage is kicking my ass. So there's also a donation button on each of those pages, like the dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com. Feel free to use them. Knock yourselves out. Uh, working over here. Feel free to give me $100 a year. That's what I'd like. Everyone to give me $100 a year, and then I would have thousands, tens, hundreds possibly of thousands of dollars. If you don't have hundred dollars well keep listening that's the worst pitch ever in other news go to the merch page and get a cd if you'd like or a t-shirt or order a hooded sweatshirt the zip hoodies very cozy sadly the only thing not made in america because they do better work in guatemala they're cozy cozy hooded sweatshirts any hoodle uh i think that's it except for i'm also under the umbrella uh the libsyn page which is the dorkforest.com is uh has a comments thing don't do it don't go there. Go to the go to the new Dork Forest Ranger Facebook page and talk about the episode to your heart's content. And um or go to All Things Comedy and hit the Dork Forest thing there and put comments there. Even though All Things Comedy Dork Forest doesn't have this is the longest thing ever. Anyway, the uh <laughs> Steve was sitting there going, Wow, I thought you said thirty seconds. No, 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 it turns out it goes on forever. Whatever. Wander around the internet, look for me, and then look for me live in your town. Jackie Cation here, introducing my guest, Diva Zappa. Welcome to the program. Hi. There we go. <laughs> we are, I think, two minutes in. That was the longest intro ever. Oh, and I was laughing the whole time and holding it in, because it was important information that everyone needs to know. Right. This is vital stuff. It is. Vital stuff. That's why Mark Marin does it before uh, alone. He does it alone. That no one needs to hear. No one has to sit through his 10 minute rant about something. But what I kind of like is the, the staring at me going, <laughs> is it still happening? Because I feel like you are like a listener going, are we still hearing more information about Graham? Yes. And it's, a, it's good information that I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm oh, happy no. that I got to actually hear the spiel. Right. And you didn't hear, uh, you know what? Uh, vital things were not said. Like Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio. He lives in New York. He has Therefore Productions. And he's going to fix the audio. And then Mike Rickberg and his girlfriend, Sarah, sang the intro song, which you haven't heard yet. No. And uh, Mike Rickberg will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end. These are all happy times. These are good times. I'm when, so excited. One day when you listen to your own episode... I don't, do you ever listen to your own? I, well, I've never, I've never done podcasts. That's right. This is this my is... very, very first. I'm welcome to the safest space in podcastville, the oh. dork forest. Thank you so much. Diva Zappa, uh, you might be related to Frank Zappa. I might be, I might be his daughter. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well done yeah. genetically. It's all worked out. The only thing I know about your dad, by the way, is I saw a live production of Joe's Garage. Two years ago or a year you, ago. You came to that? That I was came. awesome. Did you see when I came out and danced? Were you there one of those nights? Cause I, I, I did. I would come out at the end and I would dance. No, but I song. think, uh, Moon was sitting in front of me, uh, with, uh, an older lady that I did not know, but I didn't, I hadn't seen Moon in so many years. I was shy to say, hi, Moon. You remember me, Jackie Cation, from such things as Luna Park and before. She would always remember you. She's, she's pretty good memory. Yeah, but also you're hysterical and I don't understand how anyone could possibly forget you. Well, there are many funny people. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Why don't I just leave it at that? There yeah, there we go. That's how you answer that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So we met, uh, at Uncabaret. Yeah. With Beth Lapidus, with Moon, and Moon pointed at you and said, 
knitting dork and you were outed yeah i am i am outed very often as a knitting dork i knit out in public and people are just like laughing and pointing and like don't understand what's going on especially if it's hot out but oh right because you have wool or yeah and yarn it's, of some it freaks sort. people out to be knitting in the heat and la is full of heat <laughs> it is. so it's a regularly it's usually pretty warm so many people want to know when did you start knitting Oh, I started knitting when I was 19. Um, yeah, so a long time ago. Right, but late. Like you didn't, it wasn't like on your, on your grandnanny's knee. No, going, no, like, I was the first of the family to, um, decide to do crafty things such as knitting. So had you previously crocheted or anything? No, well, I started, um, what happened was yes. I went to a store in, um, Silver Lake because it's so hip. Right. And I went into a store and I found these little, like, tubes for your hands that have a thumb hole and so like little hand okay gloves, like gloves? yeah okay. but no no fingers so it's okay. just like a tube um with a thumb hole okay and i fell in love with them i thought they're the cutest thing ever right and they were crocheted and i couldn't decide what one i wanted so i ended up spending way too much money on <laughs> like in the store you know you go in the store and you try things on and you're like oh my god this is so amazing and then you get home you're like it's not the same magic that it was. It looks hideous on. I'm looking in the mirror. This is the horror. I look fat. This is the worst right, my thing. My hands look fat. Oh my God. I'm just talking in general. I know. But yes. So <laughs> I got home and the, the magic wore off and I realized that they were horribly made. I was totally offended. Oh. The dye from the yarn came off on my hands. They were itchy. They were horrible. And I had spent like $200 on like seven pairs of them. And I was like, wow. that's not okay. Right. And I knew instantly I was mad at myself and I right. knew I could make them better. So. I went to a knit store, Le Knittery Parisian, and went Where's in there. That? That's on Ventura Boulevard. Oh, and, here um, in the valley? Yeah, in the valley. What's a big cross street by that? Uh, but it's like right across the street from Jerry's Deli on, like, by Witsit. Oh, oh, by Witsit. Oh, yeah. over there, by Coldwater? Well, yeah, between Witsit and Coldwater, close okay. to Witsit. Okay, and it, it has a French name. Yeah. So, say it again. Le Knittery Parisienne. Thank you. And um, Edith is fantastic. She Excellent. She taught me. Is it Edith Piaf? It is not. I wish it was. How hilarious would it be if Edith Piaf had retired to <laughs> run a knitting store in Ventura? It would be fantastic. I <laughs> anyway, would love it. So Edith um, runs the place. Yeah. She. So I went in there and I, I bought a ball of yarn and I bought a crochet hook because I okay. started crocheting first. first. Okay. And Take that question. Yes. Um, and three hours later, I had a horrible version, yet a better made version <laughs> of uh, that easily. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I, I kind of just knew I could do it and I right. did it and it was, it's, it's, it was meant for me. Waiting. Right. It was, it was one of my talents just waiting for me to find. Right. So I found it. Um, that's awesome. And when this was just 19, so you crocheted first. I did for three months and From then a book. No, they, they showed me in person. Oh, they, was, oh you I bought a little a bit. yarn and then I had crochet hook and I, and I Got specifically it. was like, I want the hardest yarn you have. Okay. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, I need the hardest, most difficult yarn to work with. Oh. Um, to start with, because once you learn, cause you're learning, you don't know right. what's hard, what's not. Yeah. You don't know. Right. So start with what, like the worst and then everything's easy. I enjoy that. I'm going to, by the way, I'm trying out for Splash, next season of Splash, because I want to jump from 100 feet, because then I then I will possibly learn how to jump from 20 feet. That's awesome. No, I'm not doing that. You uh, should. I should do that. You but should that, do that. Because that's the way to do it. You're yeah, right. You get know, the hardest you have yarn. No, no reference. What is to, the hardest yarn? Well, it's um the one that I chose was, there There were two different ones that were difficult, but the one that... um that was really difficult is one that, that splits and had like little... Like, if you don't catch it the right way, you only catch part of the yarn, so then everything's, like, funky yeah. and, like, it, I know, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah. a dance and a no, face. No, but it, it kind of it um, tangles into itself or it kind of weaves yeah, off. And, or, yeah, or it just doesn't work. It's like, an, it's a nightmare, and if you don't catch it the right way, then it's a knot and a horrible and it's ugly and lumpy. And, like, and also mm. it had little offshoots of little, like, feathery bits oh. um, that so were also you didn't know what the hell it. you were grabbing. Yeah. Right. No idea what I was like, where I had to grab and what hole to go through and anything. Right. Like, it was completely like, <laughs> um, if you saw my faces, you'd understand everything. No, no. I, the thing <laughs> is, is weirdly enough, three pages of people asking knitting questions. Who knew there were so many knitters? There are. Yeah. It's a surprise. It, it, it feels a surprise. We're an underground troop of, of magic. It's a larger portion of the dork forest than I think I realized. Mm-hmm. I had been told, by the way, I believe I had been told by Kathy Ladman. Because it's calming, right, I bet, after a Super. bit. Super. 
Yeah, just kind of zenny kind of thing. Yeah, I I knit with my eyes closed. I've fallen asleep and my hands keep knitting. But oh. to get to like knitting yeah. though, because I was still on crocheting. Oh right. Lori Metcalf taught me how to knit in ten minutes. <gasps> in ten minutes. And then I forgot promptly. But then yes, but she. But then you could be taught again. Yeah, and then I went back to Linnery Prezian and had it reinstilled and right. and then just the basics and everything else like reading patterns or cabling or any fancy. Right. Work. Uh huh. Sure. Finger work. Um, I've, uh, I taught myself. By, okay. By reading. Right. By, re- do you read a lot of books about knitting? I don't, cause I don't read a lot. I'm, okay. I, I'm super dyslexic and it's hard for me to read and it's hard right. for me to, to, like, read a page. Okay. Like, I'll skip an entire page of words and not understand what's going on. Right. <laughs> because something has happened in yeah. that, in that page. Yeah. And I don't, and then I have to read it again and then it doesn't stay. It's a horrible, right. reading is not my friend. Ooh. I try occasionally. Right. But it's difficult. So and I wouldn't recommend that you read the hardest thing and then no. everything from back from there. <laughs> you all yeah, of a sudden. In that case, it's a little bit. It not, might be. Yeah. I wouldn't use that terminology. No, that. no, no. I think you'd never read again because yeah. you'd be like, Oh, really? I didn't no. understand anything. There's no point. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you were just crude. And then Lori Metcalf, mm-hmm. who I have met, but I don't, she's sitcom. Here's my great skill. I never know who anyone is. You don't Anyone. know who she is? No, no, not offhand. As soon as you tell me who she is, she I'll know is who this, I am. Okay, honestly, she's Roseanne. she's amazing. But yeah, she's a sister on Roseanne. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so but that's I, like... It was at the tip of my tongue. And the thing... But quite honestly, what, four episodes ago, uh, somebody said Piers Morgan? Who oh, do you, yeah. Do you know who he is? I do, but I'd like... <laughs> I, Piers Brosnan. And I'll I be over her. I prefer that. And I, and I didn't... I knew he didn't say Piers Brosnan, but I was like... Who cares who Pierce Morgan is? And and in the end, I win, quite honestly. I didn't know who Snooky was uh, probably a 100 episodes ago. And that was, I considered that a win. That is a win. I sadly do know who Snooky is. I've have never seen. Always, have you always known who Snooky was? How did you find out? Well, allow me to digress briefly. Because <laughs> I, that's how I found out. Is Dave Anthony and Greg Barron sitting here Dave telling Anthony. me. Oh, I know, I know both yeah. of those men. Right. Um uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know why I know what Snooky is or who Snooky is. I'm just saying what Snooky is. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I knew that Snooky was famous, but I, I didn't she's know she's orange. Why. And she's orange. Yeah. I've heard that she's orange because of, and because people tell jokes about her. Yeah. But I didn't know that she was on a reality show. I, she was, it came up because she was on the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, I don't probably know. Probably not the it. Rolling Stone, by the way. It's probably just Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Mm. And it's okay. well, whatever it is, uh, I'm 107. I never know who the fuck anyone is, and it's fine, but Rolling Stone magazine on the cover, so I assumed that she was a musician. Oh, yeah, you would. And I she she's not. She is not. I, what is she? I don't really know what she is. She's a reality is. TV star from the Jer- Jersey Shore. She, that, she came yes, out of that. But and I, that's never, all I know. I've never seen that show. Right, me neither. But okay. Because I've Can met we those five on that because I'm proud yes. of that. Yes, and how how is it the reason the reason I don't watch those shows is because I know horrible people and I can't possibly <laughs> watch uh, the lives of horrible people being acted out on television. I already have a, an entire litany of human beings around me making bad life choices. I can't possibly watch it dramatized and encouraged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have better things to do. I watch Law and Order, but Splash does interest me. Splash, yeah, I haven't seen that. I've heard about it. I would just showed last night. I didn't get to see it, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. I just, I like diving. I think that's my thing is I enjoy diving. Okay. Mm. Let's get back to knitting. Sure. Cause you're still crocheting. Well, no, no. I, we oh, got that's right. Lori Metcalf. Metcalf taught me how to, taught taught me how to knit. knit in 10 minutes and yeah. then, and back in, to the in, Parisienne. In, yeah. And, um, she taught me in a dark bar, which is then how I started making my money as a knitter. I would, I would go to bars late at night. I was under the age. This, you know, and I had 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got into some places because I knew some people. Sure. Um, and would sit in the corner and I would knit and crochet these little hand things, these gloveys. I call them gloveys. Gloveys. And then I would basically push them onto people. I was a glovey pusher. Oh, excellent. You'd work the room? Did I would. I would. It, it, not really. The room would come to me because that's really odd to see a cute young girl in a corner, mm-hmm. dark mm-hmm. corner of a bar without a drink, knitting or crocheting. It's a very <laughs> curious thing. <laughs> right. And did you think that you were a hell of a salesperson for a long time? No, I didn't. I just, I, cause what did I, you think? I, I just would sit there and be like, I don't understand why these people want these things, but it's curious. And so right. then I would walk out with like 200 bucks in my pocket because right. I would just sit there and make this thing, these things. And then, then you could go buy more thread or yarn. Yeah. yeah. And I would continue to do that. That's how I started. All right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so how many could you, how many can you knock out in a night? Um, 
on a on a good night. I don't I don't remember. Night. I don't really make them so often anymore. Right, right. And it takes longer to knit them than it does to crochet them. So I was oh. whipping them out with crochet. The crochet needle you could make at least four or five a night, or well, a pair at least a pair and a half. Okay. In the evening. Okay. I was you know yeah, but now I make them in a different way, so it's a little bit longer and wow, that is crazy. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, Debo. That was Darlene, by the way, who wanted to know about your, uh, the crochet comparison. Oh. And, uh, and your favorite type of yarn at this time she would also enjoy. Oh, um, I really, anything sparkly and magical. Always. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I really enjoy Noro. Noro is a, um, N-O-R-O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is N-O-R-O the brand or? Is the brand. It's a Japanese brand that they, it's one of a kind, like me. Um, Everyone's it's, a snowflake. It's so beautiful. I know. It's nice. Um, but they make their uh, dye lots at the beginning of the year, and they only do one lot of, oh. of color. And like, if they run, if they sell out of that, you're lucky if they do another, another run okay. of that color. Okay. And that kind of situation. Um, and it's not even the same if they do. So it's so every ball of yarn is unique. Oh, that's neat. Which is what I really appreciate about that. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's then it's truly artisan. And yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. The which uh, recently has been explained to me the actual meaning of that word, which means that it's not the bread that you can get in bulk. It turns out they're they're handmade, traditionally made, uh, done in limited lots. Oh, nice. Yeah, Good that's the meaning of the word artisan. So when when I go to Whole Foods and I see artisan <laughs> bread, I don't believe them anymore uh, because uh, it's limited to only how many you'll buy. Okay. Right. Because okay. they're, they're willing to. And then, uh, so Debo wanted to know what is the most challenge, this might be, this might be later in the show, but let's go right there. Most challenging knitting project. Um, the well, current one? No. Well, that one is, it's not challenging. That one is not challenging. So th- that was the other thing. Moon pointing, pointing, going, <laughs> knitting dork, knitting dork. She's making a mile long scarf. I am. I'm in the process of knitting a scarf that one day will be one mile long. Okay, tell us more. Uh, well, his, cool. na- his name is Emilio. <laughs> You've named the scarf? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, well, he told me. Like, all my pieces speak to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I, when I started it, and I never know what I'm knitting when I start, but when I started this particular piece, right. immediately he said, my name is Emilio, I will be one mile long. And I was like... And I'm a, and I'm a scarf. And I'm like, I, I hate making scarves. That's the hardest thing for me to do. Because it's not exciting or because yeah, it's... Yeah, well, because it's not like, it's, it's something that's, uh, I never understood why you start, like when you learn how to knit, most people teach you how to make a scarf. Okay. But it's so not fulfilling because you are sitting with that because most people want really long scarves and a really right. long scarf takes a long time to make and you don't have the patience when you first start knitting to sit there and make this thing and you're totally frustrated because it's like it's never ending and so you get like resentful and you yeah. don't have the joy of like completing something that hooks you. Oh my gosh, that is, that, that is somebody asked that question is how, do, what happens when you get to the boring part? You change the color. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that I think was Leanne. Yeah. I started, <laughs> I got to the boring part, set it aside. A uh, ton of unfinished projects. What do you do? Grit your teeth? More challenging? Uh, and so you change the color. I change the color or I shift to another project. I always have like five or six pieces going at the same time. So okay. that like I'm, I'm always oh, I do that with inspired writing. and like have yeah. something to work on. Yeah, yeah, because I and mean, you come back to it right, later. Because you can't do the same thing all day. Oh or God, no! <laughs> right, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, that's a, that's hell. I'm gonna write a story now. I'm done writing jokes, and uh, yeah. So okay, so you um, so I, I got you. I got you on the most. So most challenging is not the scarf. No, the well, it, scarf. It's a scarf in general is challenging for me, mm. and actually specifically. Knitting something all one color. That never happens. It does, it, I've I, never done it. Well, here's, here's my I question can't. and a basic knitting question. How do you change colors? Do you just tie the two pieces of yarn together and keep going? Well, that's what I do. Okay. And it doesn't matter where. But some people are really meticulous and they're, everyone has a different style of knitting. Okay. And really, they, okay. they, they do. Like if you give someone all the same colors and like as me and we sit there and we knit, it's going to feel different, look different. Like, oh, like the texture, whole, every everything, same will be yarn, same. We could knit the same thing. It's gonna look and feel totally different. Okay, because everyone has their own tension and their own like whatever they're working through, like energetically right. what's in it, like what they're yeah, yeah. They're, the vibe thing. as they put it into it, and you're just like, if I'm angry, yeah, I'm knitting. It's this in is there. gonna be a super tense. You, you can feel it. <laughs> that is the tensest toddler sweater I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a whole thing. That's that's. That's interesting. At least in my world. 
Yeah, right. Well, so. and the thing is, it even it even makes sense just because everybody. I mean, and like left-handed knitting. I'm left-handed. Are but you, I, I think I knit right-handed because I the person who was teaching me didn't know how to teach lefty, and I'm like, I don't know the difference. Right again. Yeah, <laughs> you're so like, I, I guess think, I'll be because yeah. you use both hands. You right? do. You do. What but do I, you do? What do you usually do with the dominant hand? Um. I don't, well. I mean, is there a dominant hand? I don't knitting? know. Like, I don't know because I'm left-handed and I don't, I think I'm knitting right. Is this how you hold knitting needles? Yes. That is one way. It is. Some people just do it sort of like, like drunk, like. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't knit, uh, there's a continental way, which is the faster way. I knit the American way, which is the, you know, roundabout and the thing and thing. There's, okay. There's two, there's a fast, like. There, there is a fast, a There's continental. a faster way, the continental. It's the cool English way of knitting. Okay. I can't do it. Crazy Brits. Yeah. Uh, so did, who invented knitting? Any idea? No, but okay. I know that there was a, uh, a man football player who knit, but I don't know. Rosie Greer. It was Rosie Greer. A lady's and, name on a man football player. Right, right. He was, he was a big tough guy. Yeah, and, he would uh, knit. And his name was Rosie. And, uh, <laughs> and they gave him a lot of beeswax for it. And then, uh, and then he was like, well, then I'm going to take up knitting. Uh, and, uh, and if you don't like it, I'm going to pound you into the ground like a nail. I, because I like he's it. a giant football man. Yeah. He, um, I feel like, no, no, that was someone else. It was, uh, okay. I can't remember. But Rosie Greer did a lot of bit stuff, bit acting stuff in, after his football career in the seventies and eighties. Oh, and he did some commercials because he was famous for being a knitting guy and a and a kind of a sweetheart, like a oh, giant awesome. sweetheart. I need to know more about him. I just knew that there was a football guy. Yeah, Thank I, you. you know what? Uh, you know, there's a website, Dead or Not Dead or something. I forget what it is because <laughs> now I'm curious if Rosie Greer is still with us on this plane. I'm always I will weed off. Okay. Let's let's check another question. Okay, all right. Um, oh, by the way, Emilio, just to get back to him for yeah, one yeah. second, he's over 100 feet right now. And, um, how many feet's in a mile? 5,280. He's a wow. baby. He's just a baby. Yeah, but he's going to be on display. I'm having an art show. Well, not me personally, but I'm part, part. of a group of women, all women art show in Silver Lake on May 10th at a place called I Am Robot. Okay. Um, oh, no, I Am 8-Bit. That's what it is. I Am 8-Bit. 8-Bit? 8-Bit. 8-Bit. Like oh, 8-Bit. Eight. Like the oh, number 8-Bit. Like, yeah, yeah. I Am 8-Bit. That's a computer reference. It is a computer reference, which is why I said it was an I am robot, but it's <laughs> I am 8-bit. Right. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, called Grayson Ritual and it's every, uh, woman's take on what Grayson Ritual is. Aww. So he will be part of, I will be. Amelia will be part of Grayson Ritual? Yeah. Cause... Will you be done with it? Ted? No. No. No, no, don't it's be It's a minimum ridiculous. of, from today, a minimum of 15 years for me to complete it. Oh my god! And that's if you do nothing else, or if that's if that's if I don't do if I if I knit a foot a day, which I don't. I'm being very kind and saying a minimum. I mean, right. do the math: a foot a day, right? Fifteen years, right? But I don't do a foot a day, right? So that's why I say a minimum of fifteen years from today, possibly thirty years from now. Amelia be. will be one mile long, twenty-one, yeah. and you will pour a beer on him. No, it's a or whatever, and or not. But the okay, no. I would like to ask her about okay, Amy. Oh, this is a, a a a removed cousin of mine from San Francisco who is also an artiste. Oh, nice. Her name is Amy L. Kashian. And, uh, and she says, you know, I guess I would just want to ask her about women's art in general. Like, I have these amazing creations that my grandmother made, but they don't fit anyone. So it's like the art we women make is so often for household use. Is there a second life for sweaters and hats made long ago? Do you have an opinion about that? I do. Um, I, yes, there of course is. You can add to them to make them, um. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You can, like, I, there was a scar, uh, a sweater that I purchased that, um, was not the right shape. I did right. not like it. It did not fit me properly. So I took it upon myself to knit pieces to add to it to make it more, um, accessible for me currently. So you can wear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you can't fit in something that was made right by your grandmother or right. whatever, you're more than welcome to, if you don't, you know, if you know how to do it and you feel like you can add to it and, you know, add flourishes. Otherwise, it's really cool to just frame it and put it on the wall. That's what I would recommend, right? Yeah. Like if you want to just leave it in the pristine way that it is and, and honor. As a memory of something your grandmother made. It's exactly. a beautiful thing. Yeah. You can definitely do that or you can photograph it and then do a collage or some other kind of thing. So you still have the actual piece, but then you can make your own version of art with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many different things you can do with it. Good question. Uh, she said, Oh, she also right before that had said, Oh, she's the youngest one, right? 
Like we're really talking. I like it. Are you yes, the youngest? I am the youngest. Well done. I remember, she says, geez, I remember when she was like five. Um, <laughs> sorry, now cool. I'm just reading aloud. Yeah, nobody really re- knows about me. So I'm like the, the special hidden treasure. Yeah, yeah. You Lucky were, you. Lucky me. Here we are. She said, I would also ask her about yarn bombing. Oh, I what is not, yarn bombing? I have not yet done that. I, um, that is, I really love when I come across, um, patches of yarn that are sewn around like trees or, um, like bicycle, like, like those you, racks. Yes. People like to, you know, spruce up the city by knitting little bits and like okay. wrapping it around things. It's yarn bombing. Of, yeah. It's little bits of love. Wait, she says, okay. So she says, which is the practice of creating knitted additions to public spaces for for instance, in my neighborhood, there's an ugly concrete thing. And then I didn't print out the whole thing. So I'm very helpful. But, uh, makes, yeah, it's, it does. It's beautiful. If you, if you Google it, it there's me. some really beautiful pieces that people have done. And I, like, I am blown away by that kind of work. And it's, right. it, it really does make someone very happy when you happen upon it. Right. It seems like an excellent way to do sort of a graffiti or public art yarn bombing, uh, that, uh, that isn't, destructive you know it's not destructive it's 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 beautiful it's yarn. it is it's yarn and if <laughs> you don't like it cut it off right but right still like it's it's a beautiful thing but someone took some serious effort to do it so you could appreciate it for as long as it lasts yeah yeah because yeah. the weather's going to get to it anyway so it's kind of neat yeah just, or it's done on like you know in uh subways and on buses and things like there's oh, there's a whole inside. cover that's done on a on a chair somewhere in a in a bus okay oh that's awesome yeah just google it it's awesome all right then uh did you did you start with knitting patterns or create your own? Oh no, I've always done my own thing. You've I don't I don't know how to do what I do. Like it's it just happens organically. And the first the most impressive thing I ever made um bef- like I started with doing little hats and scarves and basic things and it was like I wasn't really doing art. I was just making these pieces. Right. Um and then Noel Fielding um, from the Mighty Boosh. Okay. He challenged me. I met him and he's like, knit me a cape. And I was like, of course. How can I say no? <laughs> yes. Really? That's yeah. awesome. So I knit a cape for him and I'd never knit a cape before. And I started making it right when I was sitting with him and I cast on 80 stitches on like, you know, US 10 needles. Um, which okay. Was, yeah. Um, for the knitting dorks. Right, right. Please. Um, uh, which they are out there. Oh my gosh. What is, what is in ten, size 10 needles? Uh, yeah, I think it, I think they're like five and a half uh, millimeter. Okay. Or maybe six millimeter. I'm, I'm not sure, but those, that's my basic range of what I knit on is that, that, oh, okay. That weight. Um, and, uh, so I started and then I'll like, Without a pattern. Without a pattern. Just You're started just like, knitting. I know what a cape looks like. I, well, so an idea of here. what it is. And so I knit this really long rectangle. Then I realized, oh, well, it has to go around him somehow. So then I, and I don't really know how to sew. So I, the way I make things is I knit the piece out in directions so I don't have to sew. So then I picked <laughs> up all the stitches around the sides and, oh no, yeah. And then, um, I grew it out around and then it had to go around his neck. So I made a little tube and I did that and I like a thing and, and I added, added that to the, yeah. And then I it? added things to the bottom of it and like made to it so flare it out a little yeah, bit or so something. It fit him without, and it took me a month to make. And okay. I sat there and I just watched all the episodes of the Mighty Boosh, especially him in a mirror ball suit <laughs> and <laughs> lost my mind and made this amazing thing that he then was going to wear on the show, but instead had me fly out to be on the show myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Success. Huge success. Well, that's amazing. So you do, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about you either. Uh, so do you do acting? I do. I there do. We go. I'm Thanks. also an actress. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. So what I'll do next time is possibly IMDB you before. <laughs> Might be nice to have some information about someone who sits across from you. It's fine. I, you know, all I had was the knitting thing and I'm that's like, enough. let's do it. Yeah. yeah it's it's enough. Knitting super fun. But I like the idea of you going, okay, I'm going to make a, so when you make a sweater, do you go, okay, I'm, here's a rectangle. That's going to be the front. I'm going to make a tube for an arm and then I'm going to attach it kind of situation. Or? Yeah. Well, it tells me I, I have made the most amazing sweater by making a rectangle, um, folding it in half, cutting a hole for my head. Oh. Um, but first making sure that all the stitches are sewn together so that like I can cut the hole. Right, so it won't fray off. Exactly. Or whatever, and, right? and be a mess. And then I sew up the sides and um pick up the stitches and make an arm. Okay. You know, like a whole thing. Yeah. Are yeah. you wearing anything that you made to that right now? No, I'm okay. not. 
I Fair know, enough. but I have a hat in my bag and I'll show you after. Nice. After. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Cause it is an audio. The yeah. last episode was art supplies. A guy who was really into paint. Oh no, that's horrible. Well, it was, the thing is, is he brought a bunch of paint too. It was actually fascinating because his excitement about, he was like, <laughs> look at this yellow. And that's I, was like, yes, <laughs> I can see the yellow. It's amazing. Steve Robbins. I love you. And that's so awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that because I'm going to enjoy all of it. He was just like, and then you mix this in with it. And you're like, yes, yes, yes you, you do. You get the, the enjoyment. <laughs> you get all the benefit. And we're just sitting there like, I want to know. Right, right. But he does explain it very well. And he also gives some nice kind of anecdotal stuff about okay. paint and different different stories. About I can't there's, wait. There's some sort of yellow that he's against. Did you know that? No. I didn't. There, you can be against a yellow. Well, I understand that. I do understand that. I didn't know that he was against the yellow. Well, but I, there he, are certain things. Well, he was against the yellow because of how you get the yellow. Because you, uh, I don't know. I'm going to make something up. You force feed cows almonds and then they pee and then you dry their pee. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I don't like that because I'm allergic to nuts and that is horrible. That's right. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's lotus flowers or almonds. It was something dumb and something. Oh, no, it was papaya. Oh. <laughs> and now I remember because it's yellow. Papayas oh. are yellow. Hmm. You feed it, it's a you feed a cow only papayas. And then, Aww. right. That's why he was against it. He was I like, I don't like that. It seems sad, right? But yes. It's just, it's a terrible choice. Uh, because what if the cow wants to eat a piece of grass and then all of a sudden there's green and you're yellow and you're like, yeah, but it's a cow. Why don't you leave it alone? Exactly. Anyway, yeah. And moving forward. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How about, uh, there was a, uh, knitting fanatic. Thank you. Did Frank ever move to Montana and raise a crop of dental floss? Says Sue Kim Lowe. I don't know. I, Sue, Sue I, that's, between him and his God? Yeah, I have no answer for that. I don't think he did, but I wish I was funny about that answer. <laughs> uh, Joshua has this question. Uh, love to knit. It's very calming. Here's a question. Do you think that knitting has jumped the shark lately as far as becoming overtly complicated and intimidating to those who wish to start? What do you think of the knitting community? Is it inclusive? I think knitting community, uh, my experience, very snobby. Oh, little, 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 a little uppity, a little like, you mm-hmm. know, judgmental and uppity. And like, if you don't knit a certain way or if you don't, if you're not like very, um, clicky, huh? Kind of clicky. It's kind of, if you're, if you're, if you're free flowing like me and like every, cherish every mistake, they kind yep. of, you know, turn mm-hmm. those down at me sometimes. Cause I'm also, I'm like a hobo knitter. Right. Like it's hobo <laughs> chic what I do, I think, because I right. don't care where I start or end a, um, right. a color. And most people are very like, it has to be on the edges and you have to like weave in the thing and it has to be totally perfect and it has to, and if you make a mistake, you have to undo all of it and then, you know, oh, and and restart it and do it again. And I am very, um, when I show people how to knit, I, I tell them to cherish their mistakes because especially in the beginning, the more you knit, the less mistakes you make and you won't be able to make anything look as handmade and, and honest and like, Beautiful as your yeah. first piece. Like there's nothing like the first piece that you make. Oh wow. That is a beautiful sentiment that um that vaguely terrifies me because I think about the first piece of stand up comedy I made and I would never <laughs> want anyone to see that. That's terrible. But I and, mean compared to how you are now and then it's yes. it's a beautiful growth. It is a beautiful growth. It is something you know, it's like yes, if I could see the John Biner comedy on the road from 1994 or wherever the fuck it went. And it's, and it is somewhere on three quarter inch. Tape. Someone's going to send it to you. Oh my God. If you could find <laughs> it, you possibly could blackmail yourself into a free hooded sweatshirt. How about that as an offer? Huh? There you go. You find it. You find me a digitized copy of uh, the 1994, 95 Jackie Cation. I am wearing, I believe a suit jacket with the sleeves pushed up. Yes. I am wearing uh, a very booby, uh, cleavagey thing, uh, that, uh, so people, can see the top of my boobs and uh and i am on the john biner uh terrified first television appearance so if you can find that american public rangers of the dork forest get out there free hooded sweatshirt for those who succeed oh uh i've never offered that sort of thing uh, (laughs) okay so what's your favorite yarn did we decide we did it was noro noro that was it and then uh so somebody else wanted that uh, my twin sis is a knitting dork, says Marlena Garrison. What kind of yarn does she use and why? Does she invite a friend or family member out to a movie 
and bring her knitting so she can knit during the film. No. That must be a thing. No. I do not knit during movies in theaters. No. Okay. How about knitting in any sort of, um, is there multitasking when you knit or do you focus all on the knit? No, there's multitasking. I knit at home to movies and, okay. and TV, especially, um, action- that's where you live. That is where I live, but especially <laughs> action movies. Um, and oh. specifically, Bruce Willis, really, and like Die Hard is my favorite thing to knit to. Always. Consistent, over and over consistently again. Die Hard and Red and, and pretty much anything that, that Bruce Willis Looper. Is, is in. I'll watch that again. <laughs> I will. It was a great, it was a great movie. It was movie. a surprise. I was yeah. actually entertained by it. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Die Hard holds up amazingly. Oh, Die Hard's the best. It's really, like, the, yeah, I've knit most to, um, Die Hard and Law and Order, like the dun dun. And yeah, but the original um, Law and Order. Yeah. Okay. And right. criminal intent. And criminal intent. Yeah. And if I have to, I will. I there was a phase when I was SVUing it, but it it got like really over dramatic. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. And I was like, I and can't. Too creepy. I can't. Yeah, I know. And then to also know that Christopher Maloney is really a hilarious like comedian kind of actor. <laughs> like, and then he's doing that the whole like. Mm-hmm. It's just not right to then see him be like mm-hmm. weird, weird. weird. Weird, funny guy, pedophilia guy or something, you know, yeah. creepy in the woods and then watch, you know, um, you know, SVU yeah. and he's, you know, that yeah. it's not, it hurt It doesn't feelings. feel, it, yeah. yeah. It it's not, it was hurting. Bad casting. Bad casting. Look well, into it, American Public. No, it was, it was good casting because he's funny, but it just he hurt. Good it's job. like, it's, it, I'm glad he's not on the show anymore. It felt like maybe a disconnect. Can, mm, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Aw. Uh, you may not want to share this, but Jane Greenwood would like to know your, one of your favorite memories of your dad. Um, and she said, I would ask that question of Dweezil and Moon too. Frank was a genius. So, thank you. Um, by the way, my husband, bit of a fanboy. He was like, I'm getting a haircut. Is she, how long is she gonna? Uh, I was like, Andy, she might still be here. And he's a very nice man and he makes video games for a living. So he would, Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so you would I like, like meeting games. him. Sure. Um, I'm, well, I would watch The Simpsons with my dad. And so. That's neat. Yeah, that would be a really, one of my favorite memories is just watching The Simpsons with my dad and then watching his belly jiggle as he laughed. <laughs> How happy he was. Yeah, at The Simpsons. <laughs> Laughing at The Simpsons. Neat. Yes. That's a good one. I like that. And then, uh, last and, uh, what else? Ba-da-da-da. Somebody people just holding forth. And so that's good. I think that's, uh, yeah. So, so what, what are the other three or four projects you're working on besides the, the giant scarf? Emilio. Um, well, no, I have a couple of hats that I have going on. I think I really don't know what they are. They have not yet. They uh, haven't really transformed or told me what they, what they might end up being. Yeah. If you start out with a hat, like, cause essentially a hat is a square that you essentially have to turn into a tube that you yeah, put on your head. Yeah. Most everything I make is, is a rectangle and then it just kind of transforms into something else. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I make rectangles. You make all day long. <laughs> Just well, rectangles. You're like, that's cool looking yarn. I'm going to make a rectangle. Let's make a rectangle. And what's going to be? Yeah. It could be anything. Have you ever made pants? No, I've never made pants. It creeps me out to make anything hot for your legs and like oh. between it's not yeah, yeah it makes it's think, already hot. Yeah, and already... knitting it's not like it makes me think of um cheese. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, what does, what does regular, what does a happy knitting? What's a, uh, is there a happy food attached to, uh, I don't know. Do you ever, do you still make gloves? I do occasionally. And they're, they're a little more elegant when I knit them. I found a way to make them. It's like awesome. Still just a rectangle. Okay. Yeah. It's a, uh, you ever heard Paul F. Tompkins joke about elegant balloons? Though every time I heard the word elegant, I think of, because there's a, there is a balloon shop in Los Angeles called Elegant Balloons. There is. Yes. Okay. And he made a very long, a long joke. It was, it went on for probably a minute and a half where you're like, is he still talking about elegant balloons? <laughs> yes, he is. And <laughs> so, um, he's genuine. You know, you know him, right? Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Everyone should go see Paul F. Tompkins if they get a chance. Yes. And, um, so what, yeah, what is probably the most elegant piece? What what uh, what what are some of your favorite pieces that you've made? Well, I really enjoy sitting with the piece for a long time. Um thanks to Noel uh and challenging me to knit a cape, which made me take a month of my life just sitting with something and yeah. figuring it out. Made me realize the longer you spend with a piece, the more you get to know it and the more uh it tells a story to you as you're like and uh, it's it's just a beautiful thing. Was this cape made out of wool? Yeah, it, okay. many different types of wool, like um, silk. Um, Wait, there's silk wool. 
Well, there's wool. There's like many, many fibers, many okay. different fibers and balls of yarn. And, and, and consistency, right? I yes. mean, is it the shape, do you think, or is it just the way they treat it or they process it? Um, Any idea? No, there's different animals that like Angora oh. is bunny. What? Yeah. Oh, I thought that. All right. An Angora, Angora wool is a bunny. It's yeah. A, it's a hair or a, yeah. and they shave it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they turn it into wool. And then there's llamas that have. Right. You know, right. Those tall, those tall animals from South America. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. There's, you, we, you can even make yarn out of your own hair, although I haven't done it. Okay. But yeah, there's different. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's not just sheep. No, it's not just sheep. And, and, uh, but there's a, there's like virgin, pure virgin wool from what, what are some of the, because they're, they're, and I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't makes know. That. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. Yeah. So when I'm you go to the yarn store, if Angora is a bunny. I, I, you like, you made oh, me, you made me question my <laughs> sentence and I'm now freaking out. Like, am I right? I've just told them a bunch of people and I'm stupid. Yes. Don't worry about it. Okay. If, if you are wrong, uh, there are people now shouting at their iPods oh, going, right. Yeah. No, that's actually not true. But you know what? When this drops, we will all know. We'll yeah, we know. will all know it. Because and, we're going to look it up when we hang up and I'm going to put it. God, I, I hang hope, up. I hope I'm right. And then I'm going to put it in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you aren't right, who cares? <laughs> and now, you know, what we've done, we've inspired thousands of people to look it up. Yes. And uh, live it up. Live it up out there, Rangers. So, um, so when you go to a, a yarn store, do you, hmm. when you travel, do you go to different yarn I stores? I do. I do. And I have balls of yarn from all over the world. Really? Yeah. I have some yarn from Iceland when I went to go take pictures of Bjork because I also do photography and like take pictures of bands. Reykjavik? Yes. Okay. Um, and then um, where that was a really fluffy, bright orange ball of yarn. And I got some blue yarn there too. It was really cool. Okay. And then I got some stuff in Scotland that was kind of um, crunchy and like itchy. And that um, sounds right. Yes, it does. Yeah. And then, um, where's another one that I really loved? Um, oh, Hawaii. I got some really beautiful yarn in Hawaii. I was just thinking of asking you if you've ever been to Hawaii and gone to a yarn store. Um, yes, there's one that's near I my grandmother's psychic. house. Um, okay. Yeah, because she lives there. And, uh, does she live on the big island? She lives where you fly into. Island. Okay, yes. a different island. Cause it's well, the way you fly in. Because the big island, I think, is actually Hawaii. And right. And you fly into Honolulu, which is not the big island. Yes. Yeah, Starts I think. Starts with a K. Anyway. That's Oahu. Oh, is that Oahu? Oahu okay. is where you land. Okay. Oh, good. And then so she, and then, um, and so you wandered around Hawaii mm-hmm. and, and found a knit shop that I got some, like, well, it made me feel patriotic, but it's so not those colors. But okay. it was, it was, it's just weird. It had a lot of white and then the weird, like, it's very odd. Sparkly white? No. Really plain, weird, um, like linen, a mat? linen-y feeling, like weird ribbon-esque, like, oh, okay. yeah. I just, yeah, te- I have lots of different textures that I yeah. enjoy. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, the texture's gotta, gotta speak to you too, as far as what it's gonna end up being. Oh, completely. I wanna do a project where I, um, never, see the yarn that I'm actually using. Like I, I do practice in case I, I somehow don't have eyes anymore. Oh, right, right. Not so necessarily. that's why you knit with yes. your eyes closed yes. sometimes. Yes. Cause you're like, you always want to be able to knit. Yes. Always. Right. I haven't found a way to practice without fingers, but, um, right. I, I, that'd be a toe thing. That'd yeah. Be a foot. Hands. Yeah. But I do, I'm that odd where I do practice right. to make sure in case I don't have eyes. Sometimes, sometimes you lose your sight. It sometimes happens. you do, but I, I'm literally thinking maybe they will fall out of my head or something like are that. Are you secret? Are you, are you related to pugs? You know how do pugs they? Look? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. No, Maria Bamford told me that. I was like, that's a lot. Why do you have a dog that the eyes are going to pop out of? I don't want to talk about that. All right. They braided into him too. Yeah. Nope. Didn't you just say you didn't want to talk about it? And moving <laughs> okay, on. Yeah. So, so when you travel, okay. So, so you travel, you take pictures of bands? I do. Are they, do you have to like the band or do they just hire you to come out and see the band? Um, or do you just like most bands? No, I hate going out to concerts and taking pictures because I don't like people. But if I, if I, I know it's they're, odd. I, well, no, it's uh, it's completely understandable because they're I, standing right next to you. Yes, they are. But it's I, I, I like people, but I don't like people. Exactly. You know, like right fucking there. Yeah. Like, Get off. Me. And they, they bump you. They touch you. It's, they don't mean to. They're yeah. perfectly nice. Yeah. But some people love that. They really do like they the both, moshing. I think and that's the, actually the only connection they can get is that with, you know. They feel something else. Yeah. When they get in that sort of big yeah. concert situation. Yeah. I find it too loud. Again, 107. Yeah. Uh, I like I'm to, with you. I'm, I'm like a 97 year old woman. I'd like to listen to an album 
or possibly <laughs> an MP3. Or I mean, I'll, I'll listen to. I like listening to music, mm. but I just I can't live. Unless I know all of the songs and can sing along, because well, I usually fun. only go to like my when Dweezil performs or oh, right. like a friend or yeah. a thing. But my my friend um, Steve had gotten me the ability. Hey, see, hello. see, it's always nice. And then when I edit, uh, this this happens, and then I turn around from my computer and try to answer my own phone. That happened days earlier. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, my friend Steve, he got me uh, the opportunity to take pictures of Bjork and Sigaros, actually. So um, that was the only oh, time. I like those guys. Yeah, that was one of the only times. No, I've done it actually a couple times. And then I went to Japan and I went to Fuji Rock and I took pictures of bands there. I'm retarded. I do. I take pictures of bands. <laughs> Not just friends. <laughs> Not just friends. Let me think bands. about it. Oh, yes, I do. I do all these things. Yeah, when people say, hey, will you do this? And you go, huh. All right. And then yeah. you just go, so how, so how long have you been doing photography forever? Um, or did my, you study or? No, I didn't. Well, I took a class in Portland. Um, okay. But yeah, cause I knew that I did <laughs> of, it here. Of which I, a point? No, of darkroom stuff. Um, yeah. film, which we are no longer. Um, sadly. But, uh, I, my mom and dad got me my first camera. Um, okay. when I was like, mm, 12, 13. Like real film and everything and, yeah. and regular. When I was little. Yeah. Yeah. Might what? have been younger. But yeah, so I've been doing, I've been taking pictures for a long time. And, and you took the, why did you take the class in Portland instead of here? I think I interrupted you. Um, because I knew that if I did it here, I would never go to class. Oh, okay. And so I had to get an apartment and go up to Portland and I was 24. Right. And I, you know, just had gotten, uh, yeah, literally like Five days before I went to move up to Portland, I met a dude. Um, mm-hmm. and so then I was always back here anyway, every weekend <laughs> and up there to do the class and then back here to hang out with the guy that I, um, who all the people that you've mentioned, all the comedians that you've mentioned, like yeah. Dave Anthony, I know most of these people because I was on, um, I'd go to a house and play Halo with uh-huh. all of them and I was applesauce okay. and I would, you know, guard the hole with a shotgun and they couldn't get past me. Um, and this is all because um, I introduced them to my boyfriend at the time, who then turned into their dungeon master because uh-huh. they would play D anD D. Excellent. So here's all the dorkiness that you need to know about me. That's it. Have you ever played D anD D? Or did no. you just hang in it? I was not allowed to go be part of the D anD D. It was not okay. Like I was really bummed about that. Yeah, that actually doesn't make any. Uh, it was all dudes. It was all dudes. No girls. Maybe one girl. I don't. I was not allowed. That's interesting. That yeah. you know what that that smacks of uh, no patience on their part because they didn't want to deal with. Were they? I can't even ask I don't, you questions. Cause I don't you're know. Not have an answer. I know. I don't know. But I, I did. I did play Halo with everybody. Okay, so you could. You were allowed to button mash uh, yeah. on on a video game. Yes. You just weren't allowed to roll some d twenties. And last night I did uh, the uh, at the Nerd Melt. You know the Meltdown mm-hmm. comic books. I did the erotic fan fiction. Ooh. There's a. Cl- there's a show called Erotic Fan Fiction, Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction. Whoa. I don't think I ever saw the word competitive. I won. You won? I won. Uh, the, uh, two days ago, one of my, one of my best friends said to me, I don't think erotic fan fiction is in your wheelhouse, Jackie. And, but I wrote a piece and, uh, um, and so I performed it. And if competitive erotic fan fiction ever gets, uh, all of it together and becomes a podcast, they're going to air it. How do you perform it? Do you just read your yes. story? That's you, what you yes. don't actually perform the you erotic parts of it. No, I didn't yeah, I, my <laughs> dice because I did a, <laughs> just, my fan fiction was a mashup between, um, a, uh, the Jay Peterman catalog. I did two merchant fan. Uh, my, I was a fan of two merchants. Okay. And I created a love story from those two merchants products okay. and, and their, and their, their advertising campaigns. The Jay Peterman catalog, as we a lot of people know from Seinfeld is uh, a vintage clothing catalog and it's real. And uh, what it is, is there, you can buy it. There's always a story. It's like if Humphrey Bogart and Harrison Ford and Johnny Weissmiller went around and bought underwear and scarves and, and hang, hung out with like showgirls and classy dames all around the world and brought back like rare clothing. Like that's the J. Peterman catalog is amazing, okay. quite honestly. And the stories that they write about. But here's the thing. There's never a photo of the clothing that you're buying. What? There's a drawing. There's a drawing. You're buying a piece of clothing that there's a drawing of. Guess, uh, it's very romantic. It often doesn't fit because you don't know what the f- 
What's your buy? Have you, so you've bought things. Oh, from I have bought the story is what I've bought because <laughs> I bought a shirt that was drawn that didn't fit. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's hats that, uh, you know, they talk about 1937. There's underpants. There was a 1945 bloomers. No, no, they were men's sort of boxers from the war. They were like, each you men are given five sets of cotton drawers. I mean, I will show you afterwards the J. Peter, and I will link it. Uh, the J. Peterman World War II cotton drawers is completely insane and oh, hilarious. Awesome. So it was a mashup of that, the J. Peterman mm-hmm. comp- Company, a real catalog, and something called Artisan Dice. And Artisan Dice makes D&D dice out of exotic hardwoods. Oh, wow. I know. I call them conflict dice. Anyway, uh, but I'm told that it's sustainably done. Nice. I don't know how 6,000-year-old peat bog uh, wood that you've gotten out of an Irish peat bog shouldn't just be allowed to lay in that peat bog until it... But you have turned it into dice. Let's do it. And they're gorgeous. And I, I bought a set for Andy for for his birthday. And they're great. It's a, it's a South American bloodwood, it's called. It's a rare uh, jungle wood, and they're gorgeous. <laughs> but uh, they're hundred dollar dice. Yeah, and but they're gorgeous. And so what I did was I, you know, gamers love romance, gamers love action and adventure. And so I took their the dice, and I took the J. Peterman catalog, and they met on a grassy knoll in Kentucky, and uh, and they made out. And nice. uh, and so it was. But I won, even though mine didn't have half the sex. It didn't have any sex. It ended with them kissing because I. I, well, that's what it's all about. It's, that's erotic. That's, and it was all about the setup. Yeah. You, you want to see chapter two? Somebody give me some money. I don't know. No, or don't, don't feel free not to. But oh, you uh, don't want to write any more about it? I don't, you, I don't you need don't, to. Yeah. We, we can consider that they okay. lived happily ever after. Okay. How about we go there? I like that. So, but I like the idea of you going to like different cities or countries around the country in the world and, and just finding a di- finding like a yarn store. Like people find comic book stores and bookstores and Yeah, other I things. try to visit all the ones that I, I, can and and support um local Great. and and exotic uh yeah. yarn shops. Yeah. What do you think about beads? <laughs> I think they're awesome and there are some yarns that I have that have beads in them. That, oh really? Um, yeah. That they're sort of fitted into them and then you, you I'll show you. I have a hat that I'm working on that ha- that I'm knitting. It has beads in the yarn that I'm working with right now. Because all of this crafting is so huge right now, you know? That yeah. like there are bead stores Next to comedy clubs all over this great land. And you're thinking, who's making a living on a bead store? But someone is because. Well, it's not just beads in there. If you go in there, they sell like, you know, semi-precious and precious stones as well that you can make with, uh, the necklaces and, and, oh, okay. and earrings and things and stuff. And you can do all this stuff. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. fair enough. And I do that too. Oh, do you do that? I make some, some diamond necklaces. Everything I make is everything to do with, um, Knots and string. And I also, with my photography, I print pictures on canvas and I embroider the canvas. Really? Yeah. No wonder bands want you to come and take their picture. You do headshots? I mean, <laughs> no, I'll do yours if you want. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and just like get a giant canvas picture of myself and I'll send it to my manager. <laughs> Who is Brian Posehn's wife? Oh, oh, I love her. She's so sweet. Melanie. Sure, yeah. Melanie True. She's very sweet and lovely. And Brian Posehn is a dungeon master. Yep. And, yes, um, I know. And he plays 2.5, which I'm like, why don't you read a new book? Uh, they got 3.5 and Pathfinder out. It's, I wish again, I knew about this stuff. I was never allowed to play. Yeah, that is actually I'm a crime. I'm so upset. It's a crime because you would like it because you look like the kind of person who would really get into it and just own it. And you'd be like... I've- I have been nurtured by the lovely people that, uh, that my husband, cause he's a game master. And so, and all of the guys that we play with have been playing since they were 12. I would love to play. Okay. Someone, well, please, please. Andy, Andy invite wants, me. He wants to do a game. I've never done it. All right. I, you were, you were on board. I have to borrow so, some dice though. I don't have. Oh any. yeah. Oh yeah. You'll get, I'll show you my dice bag. It's, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. It's a, it's a birdie bots every flavor bean bag, uh, that Andy got for me. He doesn't have a crown royal bag. That's the traditional bag of, of, uh, of the 15 year old okay. man child, uh, in the dicing world. Cause it's not legal for them to drink crown royal, but they would. I don't know why. I actually don't have all of the information. I'm enjoying this so much. <laughs> well, we're almost done. So let me, let's plug some stuff. Oh, what? At Diva Zappa is your Twitter feed. It is. So people, if they want to find out what you're knitting or what you're not knitting or what 
or just how I, often you have a glass of tea, you know, yes. the, you know, the world of Twitter, yes. whatever. And so that's where your Twitter is. And, and I'm also on Vine, which Amit made me go on Vine. Okay. My Who's brother. It? Oh, your brother? On it, yeah. How many, how many zappas are there? Again, there, no, they, no oh Wikipedia. God, really? <laughs> there, there are, there are four children. Four and children. There are some grandkids now. Oh, that's adorable. Yes. I'm very excited, but they're not my grandkids. I have nieces. Right. Yes. Right, right. You, you are aunt. I am aunt an aunt. Diesel. Yes. And do they have interesting names? They do. Um, Amit has a daughter named Halo. Okay. Um, Dweezel has two daughters and Dweezel's daughters are Zola. And Ceylon. Okay. And then Moon has a daughter named Matilda. Aw, neat. Yeah. That's awesome. No boys. No, no boys, boys yet. They're all blonde. They're all blue-eyed. Crazy. I know. Because you guys are all dark. Uh-huh. All right. I know. It's, I'm probably going to be the one if I ever find a man, when I find a man. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to gonna happen. Sometime. It should, right? Right. It's right. inevitable. You're out there. I, um, yeah. Right. I'm so knitting. You're what, knitting. What's, what, <laughs> what more did you want? I know. Like, seriously. <laughs> Is there a, so photography, if people want to see your photography, <laughs> the entire rangers of the dark forest are going, are you kidding me? You're just going to move on to her website. And I'm like, well, we could talk about boys if you like. I like boys. They're very handsome. They are. I enjoy them. They're very nice. Um. Anyway, yes. So. Yes. So is there a photography website? No. No. Okay. So uh, but my, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really bad with computers. They kind of explode around me. Oh, they fair enough. They don't work. My, right. my phone, very temperamental. Okay. Um, so sorry, bear with me when I tweet and things. Sometimes right. I go without doing much stuff like that, but so, I do have a website, divazappa.com. Okay. Good. I'm very, um, easily found. Okay. So you're online. So yeah. p- people do it and then, uh, and then look for probably your credit on different bands. Like Sigur Rose, probably. Um, well, no, I'm represented by, uh, I send it into Corbis. So like it's C-O-R-B-I-S. Yeah. Okay. They, you know, but you'll just, you can Google me and see some, and you'll see some, some things, but, um, yeah. Cause I, I kind of want to see some of these photos that have embroidery on them and it's, that's neat. Oh, well that, they don't photograph very well. I need somebody to, who knows how to photograph photographs. Right. Because it's not like there's, I can't. Pick, I can't photograph my own stuff. It doesn't right. work. It doesn't, it doesn't. I need a disconnect. I know there is. That's, um, but you can see on my website that some, or on Facebook, there okay. might be some pictures of some of my stuff. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. Diva Zappa, this has been a lovely time. It has been. Thanks for coming. Is this really over? Yeah, yeah. We're, well, what are we at? Yeah. Oh, we could, oh, you could talk for three more minutes. Would you like to, what else would you like to talk I about? I don't know. I, I mean, just, we could open I've, it up. Let's I've just, really enjoyed this. Oh, this is super fun, isn't it? I, it went by so quickly. Well, that's the thing about the dork forest is that people, you talk about what you love and then all of a sudden you're like, like, have you ever, have you ever made a coat? Oh, no, but I, I should. Yeah. Yeah. And would you make like a, I mean, I suppose it would have to, it would have to say, cause I, I think a duster. A Jay Peterman duster. Oh, like, like one of those super long, like a super long one that kind of, yeah, like John Constantine, you know, like a big yes, <laughs> giant. Yes. With That'd layers. Kind of, yeah. Like, with, Cause I've been wanting to do something that has like layer upon layer upon layer of just. Oh, there used to be knits and things. So it's like, like I, riding I, capes. Yeah. used to have capes attached yes. to the shoulders. Yes. That'd be kind of great. Yeah, you I, should make one for Eddie Izzard. Ooh, he let's would introduce love that. let's introduce Eddie Izzard into the into the mix. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he is fantastic. I, I I've never him. met him, but um He's but he super is. nice. I've, I I briefly have met him and he's so funny and I love him as a dinosaur in his stand up. In his Oh, when he does the dinosaur thing? Oh my god, when he talks as a dinosaur, I lose my mind. <laughs> when he talks as anything cuz he oh, does a lot of characters know, and it's but, just like and I've only seen the one main special, oh the my 2 god. hour one. Him as a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and what I love about mostly about it is that it's just good writing because he's a, the silliest man in the world, Ugh. but it's super smart, super smart, and super joyful, and like you end up learning like right. so much, <laughs> so right. much. Right, he goes to the vault, yeah. and he's just like he he has he pulls things out of the out of the air about just fun facts. Yeah, it's sort of like Greg Proops, quite honestly. Whenever oh, I'm, another genius man. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. I've run into him in different countries and, and airports. Oh, just airports. Yes, he is. We've been on the same flight, and within this, like, within a month, two two flights. Then we're like, oh hey, 
<laughs> just random Canada yeah. and I think where was the uh, London maybe I probably I, I mean it was the weirdest thing yeah and he's so busy because he he did one episode of the dork forest I've been trying and he, it was all baseball and I've been trying to get him back for probably over a year now uh, oh, to talk about the Roman he's uh, he loves Roman history and he talk about a guy who's plug and play you just say Roman history and then he starts with the beginning of probably Roman history and we'll go. But cause baseball, he started with the civil war and he went to 1938 and he just did personalities. Oh wow. Cause I don't care about baseball, uh, the game, but I love people, the stories of the people around baseball. Hooray. Oh, I mean, I mean, according to Tom Hanks, baseball, it's hitting, catching, running. That's all it is. And so, uh, Greg Proops made baseball much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, he would make anything much more interesting. Yeah, telephone book. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So, yeah. uh, do you have uh, favorite comics, uh, bands, and and comics and toys um, and whatnot? Well, um, I really didn't think about any of this stuff because I didn't think we'd get to it, and right. I was sort of right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> damn it! What other favorite things? Well, uh, lately, I'm I'm my favorite comics. I don't know. How, I don't really have favorite comics, but Tim Minchin's pretty. Pretty brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's music and comedy. Right. And, um, Simon Amstel blew my mind. And, um, these are recent things. And I'm seeing Bobcat tonight. I'm super excited. He's performing oh, at Largo. Largo with Dana Gould, one of my favorite comics. I of all know. Time I'm ever. so excited. He's also mm-hmm. a sweet And Eddie Pepitone. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's I mean, a hell of a show. You Largo really tonight. can't go wrong. Tonight, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's an amazing show. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, music, music. I'm, I'm a bluesy kind of girl. I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I love guitar rock. No, I'm, I love me some, um, Bill Withers and Sly and the Family Stone and, right on. And Helen Wolf and, like, you'll see. funky blues? Got a little funk to it? Yeah, a little funk. Nice. So you'll hear, you'll watch me knitting and bouncing. If I have headphones on, I'm dancing and bouncing (laughs) and knitting. Um, I don't know. All right. So those are good. Those are good people. Get out there, listen to things that Dave listens to, watch. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I hope that everyone likes me and enjoyed this because this was fantastic for me. That's, oh, everyone does. Yeah, and uh, and it's going to be great. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?